0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The sun hangs heavy over the Valley of the Setting Sun. The Valley of the Setting Sun is a Scion 2nd edition game set in Phoenix, Arizona. and starring Craig as Sir Nicholas, Slabek as Jesse, and Mitch as Gary. Join our heroes as they adjust to their new powers and navigate the tingle roots of the Scion community. Will our heroes be able to achieve their destinies or will their bones be left to dry under the desert sun? You can reach out to us on Twitter at twin_cities_vtm underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities By Night, where you can find a link to our Discord All right, so yeah, Nick. Uh, sorry, uh, Jesse and Gary. Gary's. I, I, I'm
0: still here. Uh, there yes. is actually one thing Jesse went to do and would probably do, and that what? is send Gorman Gander to spy on them.
1: Okay, so yeah, after you see a moment of Gorman Gander, like he comes back. You know, slip, slip quickly, sliding through like the feet and the uh, you know the dance, the, the very moving footsteps of the club. He like goes up to you like, in your ear, just says, Fey Folk.
2: Gary's uh, probably standing hey. right there, watching as best he can across the. Uh, and how's club. it
1: going? She is offering, asking him, "What does she? What does he want?" The uh, that, the that soon, fa- the fairy they they like deals, and especially what, like so a, like a prostitute. They can be, they, they can be beginners' luck, <laughs> and ultimately he will whatever he desires. He will have to give something in return. Uh, does he need our help? I no, do not know fine. what he wants. No, he's but, fine. You know, he's yeah, fine. Gorm you know, just says, you know, it, it's very much like, it, depending upon what Nick asks for, it depends on what the price will be. Right. Well,
3: Gander, make sure he doesn't do anything stupid. Define stupid. Something like...
4: What you would do. Soul.
3: Yeah.
1: His firstborn son, or something like that. Got it. Then the Gormgander slithers back off. So back to Nick. All right, so yeah, you definitely you're finding it harder to resist just telling, you know, whatever it is. Just it's almost like your inhibitions are going away. Like just you're very close to just saying what you want and what you're willing to give up for it.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nick says yes. Uh, her, I-, I I want her, and I offer I offer you my services for a year and a day, a year and a day. Oh. <laughs> So right as you say that, you see someone else sort of pop in, and, and
1: it's an, it's another figure like just as beautiful as Leah is, but it it's almost like the fa- the exact facial features sort of almost like blur slightly. And so when you look at them, it's like you see a very attractive person, but like it's almost like the, their shape is changing to be more attractive to you. Exactly, it's almost like you see like a layers. You see, there's, there's like a, a no, there's, there's one face and then a layer on top of the other face. It's just something you almost like it's almost like Mel's face, layered on top of it. And then the uh, second figure just, just you know, just silos up to you and sort of like
4: you know, tries to prize your hands away from Leah's. Uh, I turn and look and see Mel's face and kind of let her let her take my hands away.
1: Okay, yeah. All right, so yeah, you now you dancing across for like the uh, with the figure wearing Mel's face, and then you do you? I can be with you tonight in the guise of Mel. Do you want that? Do you want uh, a night with your love, even though you are far apart?
4: Um, I kind of feel like this would kind of uh, like the way she said in the guise of Mel rather than Mel. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I think that would have sent like a kind of like a snap through Nicholas's mind.
1: Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you, you, I'll, I'll say that, yeah, you just sort of like wake up a little bit from your trancing and you see it's more like the layered images sort of fade and you definitely see like it looks like Mel, but you still re- you remember seeing like there was a face underneath of Mel's face.
4: Nick sort of see, um, sees that and uh, like kind of like suddenly stirs awake and says, uh, I got to use the restroom and kind of tries to disengage.
1: All right. They'll like they'll try to res- they will to hold on to you, but then you you pu- you pu- manage to pull away in time. Yeah, and they said we will wait for you. Uh,
4: yeah, and, and Nick is just like feeling like incredibly weirded out by what just happened, and it's not sure like if he actually made a promise and got something or not. Um, he has he's pretty sure he made some sort of deal, and he's like like doesn't know if he he's able to like. Like fulfill it or what he he thought he might got might have gotten so he's like kind of um, rushes towards the back room into the bathroom and starts like uh, turns to the faucets and starts like splashing water in his face and he looks Gary
2: follows him quite closely
4: he he looks up in the mirror um, sees himself sees the door open sees Gary uh, um, in the reflection and says this is a bad idea
2: Gary locks the door behind him no Nick you're just you're just getting into gear you got to roll with it you know this is how you do it you just dive in if you keep you know trying to tiptoe in you're never going to get where you want to go bro that was that was something else though and you know weird shit happens like me but you know you you manage You roll with it you learn from it you get
4: better you got to put that massive sword of yours to good use nicholas looks down and then looks back up yeah um sure sure gary whatever you say go out there give it a solid shot and you know worst case scenario you end up in the middle of an orgy the thought actually terrifies nicholas <laughs> and but he kind of like uh nods and then like tries to escape because he's incredibly uncomfortable now all right so now i'm going to say you at a bit of a crossroads
1: so you know, like part of you wants to go back and see what you know the uh, the allure of the uh, Fae, but the other part of you wants to the like, you know sort of just go break it off and just like go home and you know call Mel up your way.
4: Right. Uh, so right now I'm giving you a choice. Which one are you gonna pick? Vic is just super uncomfortable with everything that's happened. Um, it it's like just disc- yeah, he he's thinking about getting uh, getting out of there and like. This is not what he had in mind when uh, he was told he needed a practice.
1: All right. So, so it sounds like Nick is t- tapping out for the night.
4: Yeah, he's going to call him, himself an Uber, go back to his castle. and All right. So yeah, to, yeah, make, he, a, yeah, uh, so yeah make a
1: note, like shift your, your virtues one dot closer to chivalry. All right, so yeah, you deliberately chose between, since we decided what your Pantheon's value would be, chivalry and self-interest. So since you deliberately acted more chivalrous, and instead of your self-interest, I'll say you're, you know, you made a deliberate choice, so now you're shifting.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's not, yes, chivalry, like, there's something that feels inherently wrong about this to Nicholas, but, I mean, it's not entirely not self-interest. I, yeah, know, I, but, yeah. yeah, but luckily it's,
1: I, as a as a storyteller, I get to decide what moves you are not.
4: Yeah, and, um, yeah, when uh, the Uber arrives, Nick's just gonna get him himself, and like he's just gonna get on his phone and just try to find her on social media or something because he actually doesn't have her number. <laughs> so yeah,
1: as you as you get in the car and you, it starts to pull away, you look back and you definitely see like two figures, and you see like a third one joining them. See, they watch you leave, and a yeah. part of you still like wants to go back to them.
4: Yeah, it's like it's like one of those things where like Nick's afraid, but he's also enticed by it at the same time. Yeah. and if if he wasn't in a moving car at this point it'd probably be harder to resist i'll say yeah nick you're driving back and you i'll say yeah, you can get mel's number
1: from social media do you call it immediately or do you wait what do you do exactly
4: uh i think uh he's just kind of like looking at like her i'm not sure what a good uh mythological themed uh like social media name would be uh the Book of Faces is sound pretty good. <laughs> the Book of Faces. Uh, uh, Nick's looking at her the Book of Faces page mm-hmm. and probably just like just staring at that and like has a number um, ready but doesn't dial it and he's just kind of like panicked at this point and maybe he's not in the right to bite to so do it just now. All right, so yeah, Jesse and Gary, you you definitely you both
1: saw Nick drive off with the Uber. What are you guys doing?
2: Like I said, I reschedule all of his dates to the castle.
1: All right, so are you, you going to stay at the club yourself? Yeah.
2: I'm going to wait for the angry texts and phone calls to roll in. All
1: right.
0: Jesse, what are do you doing? Jesse will go collect Grim and and he'll probably go to next place, since he seems like he needs a friend. Ahem. All right, yeah. Jesse, no, wait. <laughs> what, Gary?
2: I've arranged a surprise for Nick when when he gets home. Let's have a few more drinks on me.
3: Gary, as much as a few more
2: drinks on you is
3: tempting me right now, I feel like Nick really...
1: Grim and Gander, how would you describe Nick's feelings right now? Uh, it is hard to tell. Definitely when a, uh, even as a, a scion, when one is being seduced by the Fae, it can leave one off balance.
3: Right, off balance. So, you know, just go grab a six pack, drink it with Nick,
2: or whatever. So, you know what? I'm gonna give you two drinks. After that, I'm heading to the castle. Two drinks and take a long time to grab that six pack. Sure.
1: I'll say, yeah, Nick, you get back to the castle. Fine. And you definitely see like when you get there, there's some people. You know, a couple of people already like the like cars are pulled up to the castle. Uh, like because it's, it's the castle is, itself is like has its own plot of land all around. It's on top of a hill essentially. So you see several people like standing on like the uh, you know the uh, bottom of the hill, or like sort of looking around for someone.
4: And you get out. They like, Hey, they uh, so we're supposed to be meeting a Nick here. All of us apparently. Uh, Nick uh, tries to hide um, his startled look and says, uh, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, do you know what, uh, when he's supposed to get here? Uh, I don't. He, they they check their phone.
1: Wait, wait. They, they look at the phone, and look back at you. Wait, aren't, aren't you Nick?
4: Uh, no. But your picture's and, right here. And then uh, Nick kind of just like tears off into the night. Are you where are you running exactly oh he's he's fleeing because he's overwhelmed by this crowd at this point, and like uh, well, so you're not running into the castle. you're just running away just yeah, running around um like trying to put uh, some distance between him and like this crowd because he's incredibly freaked out right now
1: okay. So yeah, uh, Uh, I'll say, yeah, you, you start running off and Gary, you start on the, uh, if you check the special Tinder account, you start getting some annoyed texts about being stood up and stuff. And so, yeah, Nick, you run off and I'll say you, it's, there's still some, it's still hot outside. It's it's September in Arizona. It's even at night, it's still like in the high eighties.
4: Yeah. Um, Nick's going to text, uh, Sir Kinrain and try to see if, uh, him and some of his, uh, Entourage can kind of just like sneak him in. All right, so yeah,
1: as you, I'll say, yeah, you find yourself like, near the canal. It's, it's, it's like a big canal running through the uh, I think it's, like from the Salt River. Actually, they used to run through the city, and now it's sort of like repurposing like this canal for the water. So yeah, you're standing near it, and as uh, the presence of the water nearby it sort of calms you down a bit. And just, so yeah, you call up your knights, and they like say, yeah, they do you want them to like send them to come get someone to come get you, or do you want
4: to go there yourself? I don't know if maybe you could send someone out to kind of like calm down this angry mob. I'm not sure what they're so angry about. I don't know, know why everyone wants to see me all of a sudden. It's it's been a weird night. Uh, uh I don't know. Maybe maybe like open a back door or something.
1: All right, yeah, I will make a roll for this. I'll definitely say, yeah, you you like I'll, you go you head back and you go up to the castle and you see on the other side of it, you see like there. Several so cars, you know, you're pulling up to the place. People getting into them. Some people, like a couple more people, getting out. There's some art talking amongst themselves. It's, they look agitated, but then, yeah, you get back into the castle without incident. I'll say. So now you're inside, with alone with your thoughts.
4: Yeah, um, Sir Nicholas is kind of like ranging from like panic to like kind of like annoyance and a little bit of anger, and like back to just being a bit fearful i mean he's it's not like a supernatural fear or something but he definitely did not like the feeling of being controlled like that
1: but i think i forget the last session did you get mel's did you leave her yours i forget which one
4: uh i i i said i asked her to oh just check me out on i think he, he said uh like tweet at him or something
1: all right so yeah I to say yeah. When you check your phone, when you get inside back inside the castle, you, you see a, a message from Mel. It says, "Hey, you know my my ward started acting up. Can you might need
4: some help?" Uh, Nick sees it and he's like, "Um, like he's looking at it and he's trying to like figure out how to interpret it because like." He doesn't really, he has um, some innate abilities, but he doesn't really know magic. And then, then, yeah, I'll say, you recall that back at the club, you did say something about offering
1: your services for a year and a half, year and a day to someone, if they could get Jamel. Yeah. And you realize that that only only will apply if they can get Jamel. If, for example, her wards manage to keep them away from her, from doing her magic on her, the deal is null and void.
4: Nick uh, messages back um,
1: what's going on with them. Mel says, I have just all kinds of uh, set up against uh, mental magic or various kinds. And right now, I think it might be Miss Hetty or something, because my uh, anti-fairy
4: gu- guards have are going a bit haywire right now. And uh, Nick is kind of like uh, thinking, like, oh my gosh, what, what did he do? And just responds back, I don't think it's Miss Hetty, but... Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. Could it uh, could it wait till morning? They'll last till morning, yeah, definitely. And Nick is kind of like kicking himself because like he he wants to go over now, but he also kind of thinks that uh, it's going to be very dangerous for her and him if he does. I'll say Jesse. I'll say you you pull up to the castle right now. You got
1: you, know, you got the six pack. You know, next up with you, had, you had a couple of drinks. You, thought, you, you kind of noticed that ever since you met your mother, you're, it, takes, it takes a bit more for you to actually get drunk nowadays.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, so do I see Sir Nick, or is he s- is holed up in his castle right now still?
1: I think Nick said that he had snuck into his own castle, and he was holed oh, up in there.
0: Snuck. Okay, so uh, I'm there with all the people there.
1: All right, Grum and Gander,
3: we're going to need to make sure that, well, basically we want to clear this place
1: out. You, you you hear gormangunder sort of whisper to you you have power over the frost you could summon a cold to so drive them away and yeah i, I assume
0: all the uh skimply dressed ladies will not and a couple like, of dudes uh, and and the dudes of course i mean it's gary will not like it when the temperature drops a couple of degrees
1: all right so yeah and for the you don't have i'll you don't have to pull the bow out but you definitely will say you will imbue one legend so yeah it, uh-huh. Describe how, like, what, how exactly do you bring the cold to the area? Well,
0: first of all, Jesse like takes a very deep breath, and then he just exhales almost like a blizzard.
1: All right, and so with that, yeah, definitely, you you start just blowing up this. It was, you can its almost like a—you could see your breath, but now it's it—the breath is causing the cold. It, it, the, the air sort of kicks up little dust. And snow pick up and, like, people around you, they sort of, like, they still really at first they don't really see you doing this, but then once they start feeling the cold and see you, they just immediately, they, just, they start, like, you know, getting back into cars, clearing out. It, pretty soon, it gets, a very, it gets very empty out there. <laughs> don't even need air conditioning. So, yeah, now you have a clear path all the way up to the castle.
0: No. Yeah. Uh, Jesse's going to walk up to, like, the doors, and I assume there's, like, a knocker, so he's just gonna knock on the gate. Nick, you there? It's me, Jesse. I promise I'm not a fae,
3: which in hindsight would probably something a fae would say.
4: Do I hear someone at the door, like, other than the dozens of people that were previously gathered out there?
1: I'll say, yeah. Okay,
4: I'll ask uh, one of my knights, Sir Arcade, to go uh, check it out and make sure it's actually him. Yeah, they they report back that, yeah, it looks like Jesse. You got the snake, too. That's an important detail, because a lot of people have been looking like a lot of people lately. All right, uh, if, if you're sure it's him, let him in.
1: Right yeah they open the door and without invitation Jesse just walks right in yeah Hey Nick how you doing
4: Uh Nick has kind of like built himself a blanket fort on the on the couch and is like pokes his little head out um, from it. And says, I, I don't know man what's I'm not sure what's going on it's it's got to be some sort of magic or something I, I don't know yeah. if this is like Francisco getting his revenge or I, I don't I'm pretty sure Loki doesn't know where I live but or at least I one think of that them- just might be
3: Gary being Gary
4: uh, anyway,
3: I brought beer. Want some?
4: Sir Nicholas would kind of start swimming out of the giant comforter and says, Sure, yeah, uh, yeah, this has been a weird night. Look, you have to understand.
3: Gary, he does things in his own unique special way. But just because Gary does things in his own unique special way does not mean that Sir Nicholas has to do them the same way,
4: okay? And, uh... Sir Nicholas will use his like party trick of using the crook of his elbow to open up a, a non-twist-off cap and uh, take a sip and says, Yeah, that's that's uh, probably probably the best advice I've had all day. Well, I have a good advisor. I take a look at Gorman Gander, and
1: yeah, I just it just nods head.
4: Yeah, Sir Nicholas will take another sip and say, "Frozen pizza?" Hell yeah!
1: And I'll yeah. say. Yeah, right before you do that, you hear another knock at the door, and you hear it sounds like the it sounds like Leah's voice,
4: and they just say, "Will you invite us in, please?" No. I look, I look back over at Sir Arcade and give a. A no signal with my hands and arms. Right. So
1: yeah, they don't. They, they know enough that they are well versed in the and the rules of the faith, folks. So yeah. So Arcadius, he just like you, turns back to the door and says, "You are not permitted. You are not granted entrance. You are not permitted on these grounds. Please leave." And then you hear like you hear like a a a, a howl of some kind. It's at first it sounds like a person, but then it just sort of shifts into like this very odd inhuman pitch and it gets louder. Louder and then it just fades away.
4: Yeah. Sir Nicholas um, is kind of creeped out, but like he's that game mechanic's fearful. Um, But yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, He's kind of just like rubbing the hilt of uh, his sword, just like because like it's making him feel at ease having the powerful relic near him.
1: All right. So yeah, I'll say the night goes mostly uneventful. So, Gary. (laughs) Do you, do you want to see if you could roll this to snag someone to go with you, home with you? Or what do you, do? Or do you want to do that?
2: Ah, he's disappointed that his uh, attempt to hook Sir Nicholas up didn't work. You know, he kind of figured if the first one didn't quite catch, one of the subsequent ones would. But apparently that's not how it worked out. So he's going to have a couple more drinks, and then he's going to make his way back home, trying to figure out how to actually get Sir Nicholas into bed with someone. Other than himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should it.
1: All right. So everybody wakes up the next day slightly hungover, but in otherwise fine moods. And so, yeah, you now have, I believe, two days till the uh, Father of Knives incident
4: becomes a thing. I kind of see it like, like it's the outside of the castle, like... Early in the morning, the the subtitles say two days till the end of the world, and there's just like retainer nights picking up garbage left from the crowd the previous night. Yeah, all right.
1: So yeah, so do the do the three of you like uh, get back into contact with each other? Like, what are you gonna do before? What are you gonna do first thing? Start with Gary. What are you doing first thing in the morning?
2: Gary's gonna roll out of bed, take a shower, make sure he's all pretty, put on some nice clothes, check. Check the Tinder account, the special Tinder account.
1: It's full of, like, you know, several angry, uh, a lot of angry, disappointed, you know, stood me up things. And start
2: making apologies and explain that, you know, my big angry friend needed my assistance and kind of bogarted me for the
1: night. And you see a couple of us, uh, like, so, a couple of accounts just say, you know, if you, if you desire to, if you have desires for deagles, we will still be waiting I'm
2: gonna make note of those accounts
1: <laughs> all right so now Nick what are you doing for i'm wanting
4: you probably had a bit of a lion um, trying to have some leftover frozen pizza from the night before and like he's wondering like what they're gonna do because apparently like some world shattering events gonna happen in a couple days and other than we need to fight some trolls there's not uh, a whole lot of leads that uh, um, the group has.
1: Yeah, you, you, I'll say, yeah, you, you'll pull out your phone and you still see like, you know, where you entered in Mel's digits. Do you You still, the number is still there.
4: You haven't called it yet, though. No, he hasn't. Uh, I think he'll save it to his contact list. And then, like, I think maybe he tries to X out of it, but then accidentally dials it by mistake. All right. So do you and let it go through or do you hang up before it goes through? Oh, oh it's totally in his pocket and he doesn't know it. Okay. All
1: right. So, Jesse, what are you doing first thing in the morning? I assume Jesse slept at the castle. Yeah, I think so. I think that's kind of what we got, yeah. So, he's going to
0: take a shower, uh, find some food, and probably, like, strike a conversation with one of the knights.
1: All right, so, yeah, actually, they, they start giving you advice for troll hunting. They actually, they say, yeah, uh, I'll say it's our arcade. He says, yeah, so the first thing to know about dealing with knights is that uh, a lot of them, they're not... Too dumb. They're not gonna win any uh, science awards or anything like that. But they know enough to know to know a bad deal when they hear one. So if you're going in there wanting to deal with them, then you got to make sure that you give them some something fizzle they can handle, something they want. They could take yeah, know goat might do good. They also accept cooked meat. Uh, maybe if you have a little bit of uh, some money. If they something usually they like valuable stuff rather than just money. Say like a, like a TV or a, you know some, some bit of jewelry. They like that better than that just dollar bills.
0: What about a fight? Do they like to fight?
1: Uh, not so much. They are more of a eat kill the food than eat it kind of thing rather than fight the food. That's why they like they like uh, the hide under like stuff and then get them by surprise. They're 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 strong but they also like the ambush. <clears throat> well, thanks, Sir Arcade. Not sure what kind of valuables we could offer, but maybe Gary will have a clue. Yeah. All right. So, you know, he just, he, he looks, you know, salutes you and heads off to do his nightly duties. Gary will have to offer his body to the trolls.
2: <laughs> 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 nah, he'll <laughs> offer Nick's body. <laughs> Stop doing that. But it's fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'll do the three uh the three of you going to meet up before you are you like going to meet up and then head off what are you guys doing
4: oh uh wasn't he uh
1: was going to make
2: an unannounced trip to the castle
1: all right so you arrive at the castle
2: what are you going to say well, he'll just walk in he'll let himself in unless the door is locked
4: it's it is locked and you you knock nick you're going to let me in uh nick nods to uh one of the knights to let him in so, yeah, the, the door opens
1: and, again, Nick, I mean, just, Gary is able to just walk in without an invitation because he's not a fae. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, what do you guys say to each other?
2: Good morning, Nick. Why didn't you get laid last night?
4: Uh, I'm not sure who some of these people are that that you're uh, trying to get me to practice on. but uh, It doesn't matter. So Nicholas looks at Jesse and then looks at uh, Gary and says, actually, Gary, I think it does matter. No. It only matters when it's the person you're really going for. You
2: know, you get to practice with randos, and then, you know, that way you're ready to dive in when the time comes. Uh, or you just have of, a good time, you know? Why not?
4: Uh, Nick's sort of, like, kicking at the carpeting with his shoes. Anyways, um, when was Kieran available? Uh, I'll send him a message. He
3: might be available today.
1: Kieran sends back a message saying, Yeah, I have one thing to deal with, and then I'll be able to go and help you guys. Anything
3: we can help with?
2: Mm,
1: not really. It's a, it, 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 it's a family, and it's family family's in quotes issue. Got it. Well, Kieran just needs
0: to finish something off, and then he can go with us. So we're gonna need something valuable to lure
3: the
2: troll in. Anyone got any ideas? Gold? Are you gift cards? Anything we actually have. Gift cards is a good idea. A very rare and powerful brew of beer
1: an ikea bookshelf i'll give me a cunning and subterfuge roll, all of you to see if you can figure out oh, yeah shit. just i'm actually good at that jesse got three successes gary got one success and two for me so just since jesse had three successes he knows that uh the the uh, gift cards actually will work for you having giving them uh, money because like you they you know that there are several ways to sort of finagle them to get actual money out of them especially for like the supernatural community so it's it's, it's almost like trading a trading a tra- it's almost like trading another
4: person's debt almost that's actually
1: really cool I like that <laughs>
4: it's like a promissory note which is kind of what currency is but.
1: Yeah. And so with the with the supernatural, it's, it's almost it's like a it's seen as like a almost like cryptocurrency for them. It's can be used to get actual money, but it you have to know how to use it.
4: And like the idea of some companies create gift cards in hopes that someone never uses it or they lose it, um has that sort of like mischievous thing about it probably. So yeah. So you so you, ha- you get some gift cards to uh, tr- to bargain with the trolls. Uh, so uh, Nick Nick uh, goes through and grabs a few like cards that he has stashed around the ca- on the castle from like his last birthday. But yeah, they're like for gas cards because he doesn't have a car and a Target one he didn't get around to spending and iTunes, which is like half full. So, yeah, I'll
1: say, yeah, you get, you get enough gift cards in, like, a little pile that you feel like you, you definitely have enough to
4: uh, bargain.
2: Hold on, guys. Just to sweeten the pot, Gary's going to run out and grab some Amazon
4: gift cards. <laughs> and, in, and in the world of uh, Scion, Amazon is actually run by Amazons.
1: <laughs> yes, it, it, is, it was actually, uh, the, well, it's actually a different kind of company. It's, uh, it's uh, dang it, it's, it's like the Hooters of the uh, Scion world. Sometimes a man just wants to see a buff with abs. So yeah, the the three of you head off to uh, go deal with the
4: trolls. Scion is a very special story arc for me. While I was a Twin Cities by Night fan from the very beginning, it wasn't until I was invited to a Scion one-shot playtest that I got the opportunity to formally join the game. If you want to check it out, listen to Scion, A Light Extinguished, and its sequel, The Siege of Shadow Valley Ranch.